We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, welcome back. We had some people that uh, that, that missed you. Welcome yes. back. Yes, shocking they missed me. <laughs> Cole, cool. C- coming off a coming off a series win here. Maybe maybe you shouldn't be on more often, man. Now now yeah, now we're gonna blame you. Now we're gonna that's fine. All this. So, um, yeah, missed you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Glass podcast, but glad to have you back. Guys, don't forget if you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button real quick for us. Leave a comment. Let us know how you're feeling about the Angels season so far in this last series victory against the Giants. Speaking of series victories against the Giants, Nate, the Angels are now 5-12 and 12 with a split this year against teams over 500. They beat the San Francisco Giants, three to two, or two to they. They won the series. They won two games out of three. It's hard for me to say it. Uh, how how are we feeling? Are we back in a back in a groove here. The Angels might be pushing their way into a playoff berth. Is a little too little, too late. I guess we'll kind of see how it goes. But give give me your thoughts. How are you feeling? Yeah, he, I I got to be that guy. The too little, too late is what it feels like right now. I mean. You're going in to play Houston and Texas in the next week. Um, that's going to be, that's really going to put you over the edge, or that's going to put you back in the thick of things. Um, we don't play well in Houston, which is not good. Um, we we have one of our series wins against a 500 team in Texas this year, but Texas has been very very good at home. Um, with the Angels' luck, we'll probably miss Max Scherzer. Evaldi uh, probably won't be back. So, like, with, with the Angels' luck, we'll probably run into, like, um, uh, an Andrew Heaney, Jordan Montgomery, and Dane Dunning three. Like, honestly, that, that's honestly how it feels when, when when you get into this. But to take two or three against the San Francisco Giants team, they're, they're a good ball club. Um, it, it does help that the Angels had – uh, Otani and Giolito going in this series. I think that was big for them. Um, and and even in game one when it was uh, Sandoval, Sandoval looked looked better than he had all year. Um, Building off a good start from the time before too. Yeah, which he still wasn't throwing strikes enough in, in the <clears throat> in that last start. But I know that's that's something that I'm a little bit more. Uh, nitpicky on than some other people, but yeah, they they had some good pitchers go in this series, um, and, and they had the lead going into the ninth inning in all three games. So, yeah, it, I, that's hard hard to ask for more. Yeah, that's that's one of like the positives that I was definitely going to take away. I mean, not only did they win the series, which was huge, and Angels have to win all series now. Like all, it, every single game is a must win. It seems like down the stretch here, if you if you think they're going to make it to the playoffs. Um, but yes, that that was definitely a, a positive mine of mine. It was like the Angels played good baseball. You know, they, they obviously lost that first game and and they lost it in a rough fashion. And then to turn around and play, you know, the next two games and win the next two games the way the way they did. Yes, it was a little bit of a struggle, but to go out there and you know pitch and hit and turn around, you know, especially after losing, what they what, what did they lost seven in a row? I think is what it was. Yep. Um, to, to turn it around and, and win, you know, the next two games against, against a very good Giants team. I know that you still, you didn't really face any starters. I think they went bullpen game. They, both, they both saw days. Logan Webb, which was nice, but it, yeah, you, well, you saw, Le, you saw Webb, but 
you lost against Webb. Then you went bullpen game in game yeah. two, bullpen game in game three. You saw Manaya. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember who they, who they threw the big guy uh, that they threw in game two, but, um, but yeah, it, it, they played well. It was, it was Junis and, and Alex Jake Wood. Junis. Yeah, Jake Junis, Alex Wood. I mean, again, bullpen game. You still were able to win games, which is what you need to do down the stretch right now. You need to win two out of every three, especially games. at home against especially those home. type of teams. Like, I, I don't think San Francisco is that good of a team. Like, yeah, they, they'll probably make the playoffs and things like that, but they're not like a Houston or a Texas or an Atlanta. Like, they're more closer to what you would hope to be when healthy is a, a team, team that's yeah borderline wild card team and when you're playing bad teams they the giants typically beat the bad teams when they play good teams they typically struggle and then it's the in-between teams where uh the difference has been made for them where they've been able to beat some of those in-between teams as well but did you just call the angels a good team uh no i said you said they struggled against good teams I, I said they struggle against good teams. And they typically play the in-between teams well, and they, they did not. I know, I know, I know. And, uh, you know, going going on to game three here, we saw Shohei Otani going to kind of be the topic that, that I think we want to kind of break down a little bit. If, if we haven't talked enough about Shohei Otani, and I know we're going to continue to talk about him basically almost every podcast, going into the offseason, seeing if the Angels can, um, you know, bring him back, win enough for him to, to come back. Um, a little scary for me. I'm not gonna lie. Hearing Phil Nevin's post game comments, hearing um, Shohei Otani's post game comments, you know about about himself. I know Nevin said, you know, the dude's just tired right now. Um, <laughs> that's that's very very worrisome for me, especially if if you're expecting to give somebody uh, how much money, you know, with the fact that he's already getting tired. And um, even Shohei Otani said said after the game, like he just didn't feel like himself out there pitching. Um, I think he's what played 17 straight games or something stupid like that. So off day today came at a, at a fantastic time for him. Um, but again, the topic that I, that I kind of want to talk about, and I know Nate that you would love to talk about this topic a little bit more before. And hopefully last time that we talk about it until the off season um, is the, how scary it is right now to, to give for the angels, especially to give a guy that amount of money who is getting tired. He's doing unbelievable thing. So I don't want to take that away from him. Like he is putting up one of the best seasons of all time. You know, he has 10 wins this season. He's on pace for 230 strikeouts. He has 40 home runs. He's going to probably finish with close to 50 home runs this year, but he's going to win the MVP. He can't do it forever, man. He he really can't do what he's doing forever. Um, And that's, that's what's really worrying me right now. You know, like you're getting the best out of him right now. And, and I, I'm, I don't want to pay for somebody that you're getting the best out of right now. I want to get the best out of somebody when they're playing with the Angels, you know, and, and the Angels are able to compete. So I get the business aspect. Shohei Otani is doing unbelievable, stupid things right now on the field, but it, it scares me, especially with those post game comments that Phil Nevin came out with and Shohei Otani came out with. The the frustrating thing for me when it comes to this is that Shohei Otani, I don't think he understands the grind of the 162. Um, and I know that sounds really weird to say from a guy who's been able to do both. Um, but like he refuses to take days off and just absolutely will go into the, go into manager's room and be like, I'm not, I'm not taking today off. Like he does not want to take days off. And I totally understand why you don't want to take days off. You love the game. You're, you're really good at the game, best, but like best player in the game. Yeah. 
But in order for you to be good when it matters most, you've got to be able to take days off. And and if you were smarter, you probably take a couple days off. Like he's he could have taken some days off earlier in the year when everyone was healthy, right? And another cool thing could have been, you know, Mike Trout's Mike Trout's been dealing with the, with a back injury for the last year and a half. Now he's got the hand bone, which you know, freak incident. You got Rendon, who's been dealing with the wrist and and all these things. Full body injuries. What, what if you just didn't hit on a day you pitched? Like, would that be so bad? No. Like, hey, Mike Trout, you're going to DH today. Oh no, not Mike Trout DHing. Like, hey, Anthony Rendon, you're you're swinging the bat pretty good. We're going to let you DH today, so 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 and so can play third base. It's like, uh, okay, like. That's how you keep everyone healthy, and just just the need for him to hit every single day. And he's been the best hitter on the Angels this year, and he's been one of the best hitters in baseball. But the need to hit and pitch on the same day, and every single time he pitches and he hits, it's oh, you know what? The bad inning came after he was on the bases for a long time, or oh, oh the bad inning came when he made the last out and he had to rush into the to the dugout and rush back onto the field. It's like that's fine. But, like, it's okay to not hit and pitch in the same day. Like, it's awesome. It's historic. Everything he's doing is fantastic. But it is okay to not do both every single time. Like, he can he can hit and pitch, you know, if he's making 28 starts, I believe, is, like, what the hope would be for him-ish. Yeah. Right? If he's making 28 starts and he hits in 20 to 22 of those starts, that's great. And he, he doesn't hit for six to eight of them. Like, he's still making a good enough contribution for this team as a pitcher when he's pitching right. And you know what? Maybe his numbers are even better as a pitcher only because he doesn't have to worry about, oh, you know what? I made the last out and I only got a minute 30 to get back on the bump and throw my my, uh, six warm-up pitches and get ready to go. So that's the thing that's really frustrating to me is hearing uh, him say I'm tired and we're August 10th right now and – if you really want to win a World Series, like you're playing until October 30th, right? Like you're playing deep into October. You're not playing, you know, like oh, we're we're playing October 5th or whatever. Like no, you're playing deep into October if you want to win this thing. And if if he's going to, if the Angels are going to win, he's going to have to pitch on three or four days rest in the postseason. It's not going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, you know what, you can you can afford to wait six days before your next start. No, you can't. You're, the Angel season's over if you're waiting six days in between playoff starts. Because, yeah, you might win the Shohei Otani start. You lose the Giolito start because, you know, that's just how it works. And you lose the Sandoval start. You lose the Detmer start. And then you're going to run Tyler Anderson out there in game four. Or I guess that would be game five because Otani needs that extra day to be ready to go. There's there's a chance the season's over before you get to Otani's start. So that that's the thing to me is like – I think if he if he kind of understood that this was going to be a a grind and a long season, and he took some some days off earlier, this would be a completely different story in August, and not like, oh, you know what, I'm tired. It's like we can't be tired in August. Like that's when you've got to be at, at your strongest is August, September, October. Like it's okay to be taking days off in April, May, and June, and even into July if you needed to. But like August, September, October, you got to be ready to go and and, and and be at your best and be ready to go every single day. Because I mean, you look at the teams that have been really good. How, how often do those relievers pitch in the postseason? 
like the best reliever pitches every single game that they have a chance to win. If it is the eighth inning last year for the Astros and, and they were winning the game, Abreu, Montero, one of those guys was in and they threw every single time. Anytime it was the ninth inning and they had the lead, Presley was in. It, it didn't matter. So they're asking those guys to throw three, four, five days in a row. Most likely three days in a row would be the most that you would ever throw because the off days. But you're throwing three days in a row. They don't throw three days in a row in, in the regular season. So I, I don't know. That's just that's just the most frustrating thing to me about the about the interview. It's like I'm tired. Yeah. No. I mean, it's concerning to me. Like this year, of course, as well. Um, but also extending him getting you know like what if he only can pitch what if he only can hit you know that's that that's very worrisome to me so yes I I agree you know like days off would have been fantastic um in hindsight for sure especially when he was going through the tough patch as a pitcher it's like (laughs) go out there and focus on pitching like I don't care about like you you're hitting fantastic that's great and everything but like go go pitch go go win us a game on the mound so yes I I, and again cannot stress if, if he's throwing good one run wins a game like if he's throwing like he like he was last year, one run wins the game. And so it's like, hey, just just worry about pitching. Yeah. And you could who knows if he's really on, maybe he goes CG and saves the bullpen instead of, you know, running out of gas in the sixth inning. Yep. Yeah. So I said to get not to bag on him, he's doing unbelievable things, um, historic things on on the mound as well as hitting things we've never seen, probably never will see again, um, because of what we just talked about um but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna throw any red flags up any flaws any anything like that it's you know it's gonna be this you know maybe the guy's too passionate so be it so yep. uh, right like he loves the game too much that's mm-hmm. you know it, that that's yeah. part of it you gotta you can't fault it, him for that right, and 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 this is again nothing to do with with show Otani. bryce harper had this issue mike yeah. trout had this issue like those those guys just balls to the wall didn't don't know how to stop right like best players in the game like i remember bryce harper running into walls getting ejected like the passion was insane same thing with he was was sprinting out ground balls to second base and making it bang bang and it was like bryce you got that's great with the hustle but like you you got 100 yeah exactly yeah exactly so it it, again not a knock on shohei otani just gotta you know gotta learn how to gotta learn how to limit it sometimes now Mike Trout, on the other hand, you still see him go 160, but you don't see him flying into walls. You don't see him doing all the things you saw him do uh, as a young kid anymore. You know, so that, that just kind of just kind of how it works and how baseball is. You kind of got to know your body and know how far you can push it. And I think, you know, if there is a knock on Shohei Otani for the future, not this year or not at all, um, it would be this. Like, you know, learn learn how you can be the best player you can be, but also be the best player you can be long term and not just this year. So uh, or not just right now. So yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I'm in, like I said, it'll, it'll be interesting to see down the road if the angels do make a push, uh, to the playoffs, um, and make it into the playoffs, see how, see how he handles it. And, uh, and yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to, uh, onto the series, the series at hand angels Astros got a three game set in Houston game. One, we'll see Reed Detmers and Justin Verlander Verlander making his second start, third start since the trade deadline. I assume should be should be second. I'm assuming second there. Um, day two, game two. Tyler Anderson against who's that? France? Ty France? Not Ty France. 
Hold on. It? Yeah, I was checking the Verlander thing. It is his second start second as start. an Astros JP France. He's JP pitched France. pretty well. No strikeouts, but he's pitched pretty well for them so far. Yeah, and then uh, game three, Chase Silseth against Jose Urquidy. I'll say Coming this off now. The IL. You 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 mentioned a little while ago. Angels are going to get lucky here. All they're going to really have to face is Justin Verlander, who Justin Verlander has handled them pretty well in yep. the past. But then you look at it and. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the Angels kind of hit JP France early in the season. And then you got Jose Urquidy with a 6-11 ERA. And he's coming off the IL. IL. So you you don't know what you get, what you're getting there. Still the Houston Astros. They're still hot. Um, quiet hot too. You know, like, like always, like the Dodgers, you know, um, that'll, that'll all of a sudden get hot and nobody's talking about them. But all of a sudden it's like, Oh, they're leading the AL West, you know, getting very close to leading the AL West there. Um, the, the Astros are so. Nate, what what do you got here on this on this series? How are you feeling? Yeah, they pitched they hit France well in the last time they faced them. The first time they saw him, he absolutely dominated them seven seven innings, one run. But um the one thing about this series, you have Verlander against Detmers. Verlander he's just a different breed. Like for the for the Astros to go get this guy, it's it's gonna really help this rotation. You're you're missing Framber, which is huge. Um, you don't have to see Framber and, and Verlander. If that was the case, this would be a a tough tough series. Um, I actually like the way the Angels match up. Um, I was going to say Tyler Anderson is throwing the ball well lately. Um, say that again. JP, say it again. I I have said that on the record like three or four times now. I, I like hear, I like hearing it though. That Tyler Anderson has thrown the ball well lately. It's mm, love it. I still don't know how many quality starts he has on the year. It's probably single digits, which is not great for, for what he is. But, you know, it is what it is. He's thrown the ball well lately, and it's it's been good to see. Uh, J.P. France has thrown the ball well for the Astros. Not a lot of strikeouts. Um, I, I think they're, both teams have a difference maker with the way that guys have been playing lately. I, I think you're looking at Kyle Tucker from Houston. He is playing out of his mind right now. He's a good player. Um, he's the big X factor. You've got to keep him from from hurting you. you obviously, you're Don and and all the other Astros, but like Kyle Tucker is locked in right now. Like guys hitting game winning grand slams against the best reliever. Like you could argue that that uh, Bautista was going to win the Cy Young until he gave up that game winning grand slam the other day. He has been that good. And Kyle Tucker has a game winning grand slam against him. Uh, comes back the next day, hits another bomb. It, Dude's just been unbelievable. He's on pace to have a 30-30 season and and hit close to 300. So that's the X factor that the Angels got to really take care of. On the other side, always Shohei Otani is going to be the X factor. But I'm going to throw a different name at you. Mike Moustakis has been really, really good lately. Um, since the Angels have yes. got him, he, is, he has been very, very good. The one thing that, that worries me is his defense. He, he is a below average defender at third base. But... He has been raking. He has been very clutch with his home runs, too. Uh, they've come late in games to give the Angels a, a lead or to tie the game. So it's been I, – I think the Astros are really going to have to keep him tied down. I think the Otani thing, like, I mean, everyone faces Otani the same way right now. Just don't let him beat you. If you walk him, you walk him. It's fine. Um, let the next guy handle it. Yeah, exactly. So Moustakis is that guy, I think, that could be hitting – in, the, in some of those key moments because Otani's probably going to get walked. And I think that's the big X factor the Astros have to have to worry about. And 
I'm big on Chase Hillseth. I, I think the kid's going to be really, really good. So I, I like that start for him. I, I think the Sunday Sunday game could be a big one. Facing another uh, good team too, like really showing off what he can do. He, he has been very good. Yeah. So <clears throat> I am I'm big on Chase Hillseth. I think that's that's the game that intrigues me the most. Um, obviously, I would love to see Detmers. I think facing a guy of Verlander's caliber and you know. Throwing up zeros, it could make things a little bit better for Detmers, but I don't know. Tyler Anderson, JP France, or um, yeah, that's that's going to be the interesting matchup. I think. I think you're looking at the Astros winning Game One and the Angels pos- and the Angels hopefully winning Game Three with Silset, and then Game Two is going to be the one where it's like, which Tyler Anderson are we going to get? Are we going to get the one who's been pitching well lately? Or are we going to get the one who the Astros probably have a book on? And it's like, all right, we're not going to chase any crap. We're going to sit this spot and we're going to work everything away instead of trying to pull this guy. If, if they're, if they're pulling him, it's, it's going to be a, a good outing for Tyler Anderson. If they're staying up the middle, working oppo, it's going to be a long day for the angels. Yep. That's going to be the big one for the, for me, for this series, especially the way France is throwing the ball for, for the Astros this year. So I, I think that this is a, a fun series and you got to win two out of three. I mean, every single series is, is a must win. Now there's no more like, Oh, it's okay to lose two out of three. Like, no, no, no. You you've got to win two out of three every single time. Yep. Yep. Must, must win this series. I, I guess if we're throwing X factors out there, Brandon Jerry's been uh, re- pretty good for the angels as of late. Good to have him back in the yep. lineup. Um, that's, that's another guy there along with, along with Mike Moustakis. Um, big, biggest thing for me with, with this series is going to be the angels offense. End of story there, you know, like if, if we see how they, if, if we see them hit how they did on that last road trip, it's going to be a long road trip again, you know, that, that end of story there. If they can go out there and, you know, string together some hits and, and get the big fly going, which is the key to their success is, is, is hitting home runs. They're going to have a good, they're going to have a good road trip. You go into two, two ballparks where you haven't hit all that well. Texas, big ballpark there, good pitching. Um, you've never hit well in, in, in Houston either. I think the angels actually put up 12 runs this year in Houston, or is that at home? I know they put up, to, I think, I know they lost 13 to 12 early in this season. I can't remember if it was at home or on, on the road. Well, I'll check as you keep thinking. I just know that it's literally Mike Trout's least favorite place to hit because of the way the, the everything works in Houston. And, and they typically don't, uh, they don't, they don't typically win. Like you think of the wins against Houston, they're all at home. Yeah. Um, tough series, fun series though. All, they all did win that. thirteen and twelve. That was that was the it was the home game though for, for the okay. yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, like I said, it comes down to the hitting in Houston. I know we'll talk about the Rangers series after um, after this series, but yeah, it, it's going to come down to the hitting. If the Angels can string together some hits and get get the ball out of the yard, they're going to do good. If and and I think they're going to have a tough time against Verlander. I think I think they've seen France pretty well, and and you never know with Urquidy, but um, also if I know they I know they touched up. Um, uh, Presley uh, in, in the last series at home, but don't let don't let the Astros get to get to the bullpen with the lead. Yeah, that, that's that's not a that, good it's, thing. Yeah, it's ne- it's never a good thing. So, Nate, before we let everybody go, you got any final thoughts about uh, anything here? Or are we good to go? Got to win two out of three. Got to win two out of three. That's the key right now. Now that Tucker Davidson's already gone. So, um, yeah, you're welcome for that. So, guys, as always, thank you for listening and watching. If you could subscribe to this podcast, if you're watching us here on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment in the description or leave a comment down below and follow myself on X, 
Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, um, at Jared underscore Tim's, Nate at Nate Green 34. You can follow Talking Halos on all social medias, X, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff, whatever you want to call it. Just look up Talking Halos. You can check us out TalkingHalos.com as well. Guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Have a great rest of your day.